Sam the Cooking Guy, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Some call him a fool, some even call him a douchebag, but I say Greg Rempe is the greatest thing to happen to barbecue since Caveman. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. The Barbecue Central Show. Still to come on the show this evening. Sam the Cooking Guy in about 14 minutes. You can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show. On Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for videos, slash RD Rempe on YouTube for videos. They're also archived, so if you're not giving them live now and you're hearing about this on some kind of a podcast, word of mouth, they're all there. You can go back and watch them after the fact. Most people listen audio, but you can watch if you want. I don't care for watching it myself. Also, this Friday, there will be a Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. And don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or a segment that you've already heard on the show, send John an email, jon at thebbqcentralshow.com, and he will do his best to beat your expectation for a best of show. All for your phone. Maybe he'll even do long-distance dedication. Who knows? All right. I'm ready. You're ready. Last week, we had month two of the American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition, where you saw myself, you saw Rusty Monson from Utah, and John Solberg from Michigan, and returning champ Jeff Reiser from Wisconsin battle it out. We sang our house out, GD. We sure did for your entertainment and your entertainment alone. And then voting took place over the course of the week. Yes. And, believe it or not, coming in first, and might I say running away with it, the embedded correspondent from Michigan, John Solberg, firmly, firmly in first place. Things that perhaps you never thought you would hear as it relates to the Barbecue Central Show's American Idol edition. John Solberg firmly in first place. Second place, also getting some first place votes way more than last month, your humble host, Greg Rempe. So John and I are in to the semifinals, I guess is what it would be. How do I want to do this? You know what I should have done? I should have had the bottom two on and then revealed like they do on a real TV show. That's why this isn't a really good show. This is just an okay show. An average production. We we strive for average. 
Moments of brilliance followed by sustained mediocrity. That's my work-life mantra as well. So, without further ado, and as I'm racing through my screens here, we welcome in who we will be booting off this week. Who is it? Oh, no, it's Rusty. Hey, Ru- hey Rusty. Hey, Greg. Well, Rusty, I'm the bearer of bad news. And the fact that you are now joining Doug in what I call the uh, guest expert judging panel to be joined mm. by my three very sharp-tongued daughters who have no problem carving us up month after month. But as you heard me reveal the order, which, by the way, since I didn't say who was finishing third, obviously, since we have Yuan Reiser finished third, but as you're hearing the results run in, and you're a fan of the show, you probably listened to the first uh, first American Idol last year, your thoughts on how the voting went and your performance in general. By the way, uh, Anthony Lejean says, you suck rusty. God, that guy's brutal himself. He gets a new watch and he thinks he's all tough S. Well, just like Anthony, everyone else that listens to the show needs their music spoon-fed to them because Nickelback is the worst band of all times. And I love John Dearly. He's a good friend of mine. But, man, did he, he really didn't do well with that song. And he took first with a bullet? With a bullet. Is that what he did? Uh, oh, my. I would God. use the phrase, John was running away with it, Rusty. To use I should have acted like I got my arm amputated or something. And I would have got more sympathy votes, I guess. I guess that's the strat. Just can, so you know, anyone else doing this? So can we make like can we make this argument? I'm not here to defend John by any stretch of the imagination, but I love to be the contrarian, of course. But can we make the argument or draw a live fire analogy in this way? You're really dumping on one of my most favorite bands, Nickelback. So we can agree to disagree on that. Then you're also really dumping on John for singing a bad version of a bad band song. But I'm going to make this argument. Would you go to a barbecue competition and decide that that Friday you're going to throw your winning recipe out from last weekend in order to try something brand spanking new like Bananas and Blow? I have to stick to my to who I am. You know, I'm not going to go cook camel, you know, like, like, you know, Malcolm said, I'm going to cook a steak or something I know, you know, that I love and I feel good about. It's part of my American individualism and people don't understand that. They don't understand what music is. And I had to do what I felt comfortable with and I didn't sell out. And that's, and I'm fine. I'm fine with that. But I will tell you, man, I got to say something. Oh. It's kind of cool because I, I thought I didn't think I could sing even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And so this was actually a kind of a cool thing to like say, you know, I didn't suck. No. You know, I wasn't great. But I mean, I was like, I could listen to my own, my own, myself singing. So, you know what? A lot of good came from this. Um, I will say that I, I am rooting for John 100%. Hmm. Um, I also just kind of would say, as Jeff Rice, I think he got screwed. I think he did a fabulous job with that Jerry Reed song. Um, and, and you're a good singer, Greg. I, I, you are. I'm so not. I feel like you're we always, you actually do have a pretty decent voice. I mean, considering, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, we're not going to really see you sing. You're not getting any contracts, but no. you know, you can get up and do a karaoke song and do okay, you know, in a bar. So, 
you know, it's it's. I think it's yours to lose, and I, I hope John's a dark horse, dark horse. And I think if he continues to get the sympathy votes, he should win it, and he deserves it. Uh, so, are we saying? And by we, I mean you. Are you saying that John is getting sympathy votes, and that's what's carrying the day? And it's not that he is in a good song choice niche right now. He's you know, he's hitting all the right wheelhouses. Certainly, I think John will be the first to admit that he's not a great singer. I think he said it many times that there's no range, and what he's giving us is his perhaps outer li- now maybe he's sandbagging a little bit for neck for this coming month where he's really going to stretch it out a little bit but not like blow it out to where it's a or f but just enough to get into the middle of the voting so it's him and whoever me uh, or jeff uh, in the finals and then he could really press the buttons and go for it. Do you think that there's a long game strategy here? Do you think he's just merely getting by on like some kind of a, of a sympathy vote because he got his arm lopped off or something? No, because I think he did really good this first time around. Yeah. Like the first round, that was a, that was a legit song. He did very well with it. I think he made a poor choice on the second one, but I, I think if he really gets a good song again, like he did the first time he could really do like he could, I think he could do it. He, he you know, his voice is, he has a decent voice. I mean, for what he does, he's just got to find the song. And you're right. It's song selection. I knew that. I had people tell me to do Journey. I can't, you know, stand. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. But John did what he had to do, and it worked. And I, that's I how feel you like win. you you can't swallow this artistry thing that you have going. But this is a competition. This isn't you imposing your will and you're going to win. Imposing your will in this kind of a show means you get voted out the second month mm-hmm. well you know i i sang better and i lost in a singing competition so you tell me i feel i feel personally and what do i know if you would have done something a little more mainstream with your voice and by the way as i had messaged you offline i went back and listened to that ween song and you nailed it the problem is you and three other people are the only ones that have ever heard that song. And I'm a ween <laughs> fan. I think you do yeah. baby bitch. You might get 30 votes because 30 people yeah. might have heard of that. Me being one of them. But I think bananas and blow is a, a very hyper niche song. I like the words. It's funny. I get it. But I'm, I'm afraid that you wanted to carry. You wanted to sleep at night, Rusty. You didn't want to win. Is that correct in saying that? In all reality, I had a really crazy couple weeks and I, my mother records a podcast right where I am. And I had 15 minutes to lay that thing down. That was oh. done in exactly two takes. So, and I had to come up with the song very quickly because it was like, <laughs> before. so that's not an excuse. It was, I'm glad I picked the song. I'm glad everything worked out. But I, I, you know, I really would have tried a little bit harder. I think if I could, if I had enough time to really, because I was, man, I, I was cruising around playing songs, listening to songs. Oh, this one, this one, writing them down, you know. And then all of a sudden, just like I did, you know, in some barbecue competitions, you just change it last minute, and yeah. that's what happens. You lose. You have to focus. You have to get the song right, and you have to take the time to get it right and pick the right song. And that's how you win. I did none of those things. I deserve it. Um, and I, and I hope John hope John wins. I really do. All right. So John or Rusty is putting all of his two hundred special dollars behind John to take the crown. 
or at least he's crossing his fingers that way. You will be here in a couple weeks' time as you're sitting in the guest judging panel along with Doug Scheiding and my daughter, so we'll see what happens. Next season, if there is a next season, I'm thinking about tinkering with the format a little bit and doing uh, like the first round will be whatever you want, but then going forward, we're going to have theme months, like 80s month, rap month, country month, something along these lines. You think that would... Is that like ready to take it to the next level for more popularity? You think? I like it because it makes everyone, you know, kind of stick to the same kind of genre a little right. bit, you know, and kind of, you know, we, we're not so far away from each other. We're more condensed into one kind of stylistic, you know, music. So I think that'd be, I would think that'd be great. All right. Barbecue Central Show, American Idol, always an evol- ev- <laughs> always an ever evolving project. And, we are being joined by Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah, who has been summarily removed from the show on votes only, number one in our hearts, of course. So, Rusty, always appreciate the time, and uh, thank you for coming on. Go, John. Go, John. He said it. Yeah, man, Rusty taking it like a man, and uh, certainly no doubt about that. But it's artistry, or do you want to win? Rusty wants to sleep at night. So you know what happens? You go home on the second month. Maybe we'll get Sam the Cooking Guy's thoughts on that as we lead into his segment. Let me talk to you quickly about Cosmos Q based out of Oklahoma. Cosmos Q has been providing both backyard and competition cooks, world championship level rubs, sauces, injection soaks, and brines. Their exclusive wing dust is available on the market as well. Best of all, all the products made right here in the States with all natural ingredients. Cosmos Q continue to break new grounds in the rub seasoning sauces and injection world. The results not only proven in the competition trail year after year, but also proven in backyards as well, like mine. And more and more backyard warriors are looking to take that barbecue game to the next level. No better or easier way to do that than by picking world championship quality rub sauces, injections, and marinades. That's exactly what Cosmos Q brings to the table. Not only is the barbecue game covered, so is the grilling game. He has world titles under his belt. Now you want to save money. All right. Go to CosmosQ.com. That's Cosmos with a K, the letter Q.com. And as you check out, promo code SPRINGBBQ10. That's SPRINGBBQ10. You can get 10% off your entire order, whether it's the injections or the rubs. You want to buy a whole friggin' pack of stuff. Stock up now. Here in Cleveland, winter's coming, everybody. It's months away, believe it or not. Again, that's Cosmos with a K, the letter Q, dot com, and the code SPRINGBBQ10, although summer is just starting. So hurry up and get those codes in. You can save, and you're off and running. We're back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. As I had mentioned, top of the show, they will be on next week. The Pit Barrel Cooker. 
either going to be Amber or Noah. I haven't heard back from them, so I suppose there's also a chance it's neither of them. Then I'd be doing an interview with somebody at Pit Barrel that I don't know anything about. That would be awkward. I'm hoping it's one or the two. Hey, my next guest you can find on YouTube. 2.87 million of you are subscribing to him as of earlier today. He is a Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer. We race to the hotline and welcome in the other first Tuesday of the month regular guest, Sam the Cooking Guy. Hey, Sam. What's up, Greg? How are you? I am absolutely fabulous and... uh I'm ready Please tell to, me this sounds okay. You sound oh. great. I would have or I would have said, God. you know, immediately like, "Oh god, disconnect." No. I've learned this. Something's off right off the bat. I think what fixes it here in my environment is disconnecting out of it and then reconnect. Had a little issue with Malcolm at the top. He disconnected completely and he came back in with the link. Everything was fixed, so that's. I think I've become a lot less nervous in the service when something isn't happening the right way. As long as you can hear me, uh, then maybe I should add that to the guest uh, flyer too. Like if for some reason you can't hear me or I say I can't hear you, just disconnect and reconnect. You know, back in. Just make yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You've learned a lot. I have. I don't know that people appreciate um, the detailed level of work that you put into this i i really don't think they do i'm on far too many well, i'm not on but i but i see far too many podcasts that they think just that they're there and talking that's all that matters and look i know i'm preaching to the choir with you but i want your listeners to understand how important the audio side of this is it's Second to content, it's everything. And at actually, at times, I would prefer not to listen to the content if the audio sucked. Yes, that's and you. You are anal to the uh, tenth power in the best way possible. You really are, and I, and I don't know how people don't get it. I, I told you I did this thing with a couple local San Diego. Uh, uh, reporters they've started their own podcast and they had the headset thing on and they sounded like they were talking inside of a toilet and i did not <laughs> want to tell them but when we started the podcast and three times in the first couple of minutes they went oh my god you sound so good <laughs> that tells me that a nobody else that came before me sounded good because nobody had a decent mic because they didn't have a Greg Rampy in their lives telling them they needed a decent mic. And they've been listening to themselves and they don't sound good themselves. So listeners of the Barbecue Central podcast, take note. The quality here that I'm pretty certain most of you take for granted, and that's okay because we've come to expect excellence in the media world. Yes. It's, it's really a high level here really is compared to some of the other stuff that you listen to it will not sound like this there my, you go my goal because 99 percent of people listen to the audio only portion of the show not the video of course. although of course. you know depending on who's in or who's promoting whatever you could get 
you know, five, 10,000 views here by the time the Facebook and YouTube show end. But outside of that, I want people to feel like if they didn't hear me say anything about a remote or where you're located, that their mind is telling them that Greg and Sam are in the same room. That's the goal for every guest. It doesn't always happen. There's room noise. There's other stuff that I'm just not going to sit there and go nuts over. But I would like the facade of the mind to say, I think these two guys are in the same room. And and that's the best thing possible. Yes. It really is. And you work very hard for that. Speaking of guests that are not in the same room as you and and people listening 99% of the time, I've never seen Rusty before. You just saw him. Does not look like he sounds at all. That guy doesn't look like he sounds? Does not (laughs) look like he sounds at all. What did you expect him to look like? I'm just wondering. That's fascinating. I'm going to put it in a way that my wife would understand. Mm. Um, she would say, referring to how somebody looks. If I if she was trying to describe somebody to me, she goes, <laughs> "You know, he he looks like a he he looks like a man." Mm. Um. I don't put myself in that category. Kelly doesn't put me in that category. She's talking about like a serious, like a madman kind of suit tie kind of thing. Yeah, Rusty to me sounds like an adult. Clearly he doesn't look like an adult. He looks like a kid, which is f- fucking fantastic. Theater of the mind. I yes, love this. This is the best thing. That's ever. the best. That's why I would rather do the show without any video. Because you can decide what Sam looks like, and you can decide what Rusty looks like, and John, and Doug, and exactly. Malcolm, and everybody else. Nevertheless, how's the uh, new? By place? the way, I just I well, it's great. Well, I need some pictures. I don't have any pictures here. You can see where I'm pointing behind me. How, how fun is moving? So fucking worst thing ever. Yes. You know, when we moved to our last house, I said the next time I leave this place, I will be in a box. Oh. And this is the second move since then. Never say never, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. ever, hmm. ever. Any, anything good for Memorial Day eats or was it just a lot of house set up and stuff like that? Yeah, we didn't really didn't really do a whole lot for Memorial Day. Um, Kelly's aunt and uncle came over. We had uh, some charcuterie, some meat and cheese and some desserts and stuff like that. It was very chill, very casual. Mm. They're from Canada. They're in town for a little bit. They came to see the new place before, uh, before they went back to the old country. I didn't think you could, the old country, Canada. (laughs) We call it. I didn't. It is my old country. Are they allowed to come over the border? I thought Canada was closed down. No, no, no. They can come. They can come. But when they go back, even though they're citizens, even though they have a home, they will uh, be forced to quarantine for two weeks mm. at their house. Uh, in addition to having to do some tests along the way, you know, yeah, as they yeah, get across yeah. the border and stuff, they'll have to quarantine for two weeks. And in that two week period, there will not just be some regular phone calls from the government, the RCMP, checking in on them. But there's a like an eighty percent chance that there will be a knock at wow. the door, wow. and it will be a government person saying, "I'd like to see this person and this person to make sure that they're there." Where would they be? Canada has not had has not had a good COVID. 
I mean, nobody's had a good COVID. I don't mean to make light of it, but but Canada does not have any um, pharmaceutical manufacturing. Yeah. So they've been at the mercy of of, of everybody that does have it and, and buying it in. My 86-year-old uh, mother-in-law got her first shot uh, about a month ago, and they told her her second shot would be four months later. Four months? Because because they just didn't have it. Oh. So so now she's she's now gotten it, and it was about a month and uh, two weeks or something, six weeks I think. But it's been it's been a problem, and there the 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 mentality was rather than give you one shot and then a month later give you another shot for this much of the population, let's give a much bigger slice of the pie, one shot each. Mm-hmm. At least they'll have sixty percent, seventy percent coverage. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, my, my family has a, my Kelly's family has a restaurant up there. Uh, they've been shut completely for the last month and a half. Wow. They just got to open up. So they're getting there, but it's tough. It's, no it's still shitty in a lot of places, you know, it is Sam, the cooking guy joining us, explaining how shady it is in other places. The cooking <laughs> website. Canada's one Speaking of, out of context. Down. That's a very bad thing. That's right. Uh, hey, I don't know if you knew it or not, but the official grilling season is now underway as of you know yesterday's holiday. You know, I don't necessarily th- think uh, personally that Memorial Day is like a holiday, like the 4th of July or Labor Day. Uh, I think there is certainly a, a heavy dose of solemnness and reverence that should be paid on Memorial Day because... You know, a lot of this is yep. for remembering those that gave the ultimate sacrifice. Certainly, there's been veterans that have done their share of fighting and uh, were lucky enough to get out of whatever situation they were in with their lives. Um, so yeah, yeah. We, we would want to wish them happy Veterans Day, whatever that looks like. But, uh, you know, it's, so it's always a weird one for me. And then it's synonymous with kicking off this grilling season, which, of course, you don't have a season because you live in a great weather environment pretty much all year round. Um well, but a lot of people are taking the grill covers off and buying their first pounds of propane and bags of charcoal. Mm. So I say, I, I ask you this, two or three items that you're telling people now that they have to have if they don't already have it or that will help them step up their grilling game fairly quickly. And you're not talking food. You're talking no, about like implements. equipment. Yes. Implements? Sure. Fuck. Food's easy enough. What do enough, you need? Right? I mean, come on. Well, I can tell you what you don't need. You don't need that, that 007 James Bond the, uh, aluminum suitcase that's this big with from Brookstone. 18, <laughs> 18 inch long fucking tongs that can't pick up anything because they. <laughs> they lose their agility at the because they're so damn long, and you don't need a fork. Forget the fork. Who decided to put an effing fork? You shouldn't be stabbing anything. Stabbing is bad. That's my next T-shirt. Stabbing your meat is bad. <laughs> I like stabbing is bad because that can really play to a number stabbing of different bad. societal ills. I mean, like a even you need a good pair, like a twelve-inch uh, 
locking tongs. Yeah, XOXO or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whoever makes them. Whatever. I've got some. We're working on our own pair. But Are you? Hmm. You're turning into quite the outfitter. Stop it. No, I'm not. Knives? Not really. Full complement of knives. knives. There might be a new knife coming out from what I'm hearing on YouTube. You have True, cast iron is. coming out on cast YouTube. One, one your cast face. iron pan. Yeah, well, Who, I mean. You can't, so adding my face to it doesn't make it more. It doesn't make it like three products. My face is on everything, including. But you have. My pop oh, socket. Oh, look at you got Sam the Cooking Guy pop socket. So it goes Which, on your way, device. Shop.stcg.com. <laughs> right. Was a new merch store just came up today. Forty-seven ninety-nine per pop socket, and no, then you it's have not forty-seven. It's, no, that's not true at all. It should be not even close. Uh, but you have you. I mean, you're look. I'm, I'm not making you out to be the next uh, Sir Latab, but I'm saying you have a number of products that will help people be better cooks. I got my mom well, your no, uh, we, that Nakiri knife for Mother's Day. She probably cut off two yes. fingers. That thing is really sharp. <laughs> It's no, I look, we, there's a little card that's, uh, you know, she mentioned that. I don't know what it says. <laughs> there's a little card that says, you know, be careful, blah, blah, blah. Enjoy the knife. Don't, you know, don't put it in the dishwasher and be careful because it's very sharp. It's very sharp. Yes. I, I've received no less than five, five or six pictures of bloody fingers that people have cut themselves. I said, did I not say it was sharp? <laughs> You can see it on the videos. Oh, You've cut yourself on your own knives on your own videos. I mean, oh, if gosh. that's not proof a enough, you know, there's like a quick a nick of the heel and boom. But that's not necessarily because they're so sharp, though they are. It's because I'm stupid and I rush. <laughs> and there's no reason for me to rush. You know, we shoot on video. We don't shoot on film. <laughs> That then needs to be processed right. and is a much more complicated, expensive proposition. No, we shoot on uh, just put a new car, another card in, Max, and you're fine. Yeah. Have you ever had any okay. uh, A5 steak? Oh, dude, please. Yes. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was ridiculous. It is if you have not had it. I think one of the greatest bites of steak you will ever had, you will ever have. We've used it a couple of times. And what you did with it the other day was about as perfect a job. And I, I'm not saying this because I'm on your show with you now. I said this to you in private. And by the way, saying that I said this to you in private makes it sound like we were cuddling. I know. In on a on a big couch with under a blanket or something. We, we weren't. It was a long way to go. <laughs> uh, you made a gorgeous. Uh, look at that thing. Look at that. Oof. And for those of you, and there will be people that are watching right now that say that's it's too rare. Too rare. But there are people watching that. Look, every time I post a picture of a of a cook steak, there's a huge part of the audience that says oh it's still mooing it's bleeding it's not done enough <laughs> but it is a crime and mm. you should have to go to meat jail if you overcook a piece of a5 wagyu so that it looks gray 
you slice that thin, you take a bite, it literally melts in your mouth. Yeah. You almost don't need to chew. Malcolm Reed I'm, I'm said I'm getting it a little was, excited uh, just looking at that. Malcolm I'm not Reed kidding. said it was meat butter. You think that's a good explanation? It's meat butter. I think that's a great description yeah. for it. And if you've never had it, like, yes, it's expensive. <sighs> yes, I it say was. you you get a, you get a few of you buy it, cook it properly. Yep. Don't f it up, and taste it. And you need almost you need good salts, some pepper, and really nothing else. It just is by itself. Yeah. Tremendous. Yes, it's uh, an experience. Steak experience. I would mm. not encourage anybody to sit there and eat a whole steak of it. Not only would it be a tremendous waste, I think it was as the guy who sold it to me said, you you perhaps might find yourself unwittingly deucing yourself and not having any control over it. Uh, you know, it's so rich, it would grease you up. Uh, look, I know you said in in our text exchange, two slices was really Yeah, all 2 you to could 3 do. was 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 that was satiating. So I think enough. I'm more in the category of two to ten. <laughs> I like it so much, and I almost, ne- I mean, the last time I had it was probably a year ago. Mm. But if I'm going to get that, if I'm going to cook it perfectly, if it's going to be in front of me, F it. I'm going to eat a bunch. You're going to eat it. I don't it. care how You're rich going for it is. It. Who cares? And damn to hell, whatever happens right. to me after the fact, uh, I'm fine. A good red wine would help. Cut the fat a little bit too with your bites if you're into if you're into that. I think mm-hmm. it would help out. That might extend you out to double the amount. That might, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's a good thing. Why Look, not? it's a tremendous thing. Yeah. It, it really is. I think everybody should try it once for sure. Yeah, yeah. And as you and, said, and just let me say bunch. this for people that go. Wait, let me just say this for people that go to the supermarket. Oh, because uh, uh, ground beef that is wagyu. Or Kobe <laughs> is popular these days. Yeah, it is not the same as what you just showed us. No. So don't don't fall under any misconception that we're talking about Wagyu. You see some ground Wagyu. It is not the same thing. You need that piece. You need ribeye. Yeah, go Forget to the New York. Um, and if you don't know where to get it, just call my guy up in Pensacola, Kevin Green, over at the butcher shop. Tell me you want the A five. That you sent to Rempy, uh, but and I paid. Kevin's for it. amazing. Kevin's a great it. guy, and his stuff is great. He's got it all, um, and he'll he, hook he you up. He doesn't have one. He doesn't wait. He doesn't have one thing. What is that? He doesn't have a website. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, he's. You know, I would like to say he's working on that, but he's not. He just doesn't have. Apparently, a website, Kevin's so still living in 1979. You just call him and say what you want. Somehow he conjures it up. He's like a witch of meat. And soon enough, you'll have it. It's shipped well. It's so all how many people fresh. did you feed with that selection of six steaks that I saw? Wait, two ribeyes, two New Yorks, and two fillets? So we have uh, yep. two strips at the top, uh, mm-hmm. one prime on the left, and then the Wagyu on the right. You can tell which ones are the Wagyu, obviously. Uh, and then in the middle, you have the ribeyes, and on the bottom, you have the fillets. And then the over-the-top cut, obviously, was this one here. That was a pound and a half. So can I... Has to be. Yeah, this was a pound and a half. It's so like a hundred bucks a pound. That this steak that you see on the screen now was two hundred and nine dollars. And it was how much? How? What did it weigh? A pound and a half. 
It was it was just shy of 140 bucks a pound. That was close. Yeah, I mean it's wow. it's a lot. So I get it. Like this but isn't I'm something that most people aren't going to do. But as you said, you can go in with you know five or six buddies. Seven people ate that steak. Yeah, you know it was my family total, and then my uh, and my two parents. So that's seven total. And if you're now granted, we had six other steaks as well, and we were doing the steak tasting thing. But there was nobody that left that table that said, I don't have enough. I could eat another steak. Give me two more. Let's cook some burgers no. so I can satiate my appetite. <laughs> Everybody was like, wow, that's yeah, it. We're done. That's so, it. We're done. Yes. Hey, wait, were there other things served with it? We had atomic buffalo turds a little earlier in the day, but that was it. We had oh, yeah. uh, roasted little baby round potatoes mashed yeah. uh like pushed down yeah. and that was it i mean yeah. the steak was the star that was it we were doing it was steak and that was it so yeah that's what we did uh can you hold for one moment and then i want to talk to you about fried burgers if you don't mind yeah all right stand by we're talking with sam the cooking guy and if you've always wanted to hear about a fried burger you should stick around we'll be talking about fried burgers look at that i got my first twitch comment from yay you on yeah you on drugs and it says hey it's Sam the cooking guy all right he's got a fan on twitch i'm a fan of yoder smokers they design and build products right here in the states and building pride through craftsmanship and world-class customer support that's the backbone of how the company was built this approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke style product that elevates gatherings and friends and family, and they're honored to have trusted place in the backyards of America. From pellet cookers to wood-fired offset pits or charcoal grills, consistent blue ribbon flavor has been synonymous with the Yoder Smoker's name. Make no mistake, Yoder Smoker's flavor-driven design is unique to each style of pit, and their team has developed their cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's the generational thought that is rooted in their handmade products and defined the integrity of the core values. American-made quality and endless flavor are the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Visit Yodersmokers.com to grab yourself one today. That's Yodersmokers.com. All right, we're back with more Sam the Cooking Guy. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Two places to check out. Smithfield.com through the grilling season for tips and tricks and recipes from the likes of Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Childs Cridland. Or if you are a Smithfield committed cook, go to smokingwithsmithfield.com and report your first place finishes. With ribs and pork shoulders, that's smithfield.com and smoking with smithfield.com. And we are back with Sam, the cooking guy. So here I am watching one of Sam's videos and he's making a cheeseburger. And all of a sudden he whips out some like liquid uh, deep batter and he's dunking it down. And all, and I, I was like half paying attention to the background. And I was watching it with Maddie, of course, and she's like, What's he doing? And I said, I don't know what he's going to do. And she's like, he's going to deep fry that burger. I can see that thing behind his shoulder. I was like, no way. And then he was like, we're going to deep fry this burger. So 
as with anybody whose job is to come up with recipes and cook and content, uh, I'm always at a disadvantage here because I'm I don't I'm not built that way. I can't go into the at the into the grocery store and not have a list. And see, I, I, and, no, and, I'm not and that just guy. see stuff and no. decide to go with it. No, I, I just it doesn't happen for me. So how does this happen? And uh, and how does it come together? It's I mean, from a Look, from a YouTube content standpoint, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I have to think this is a winning thing because it's a burger that everybody loves, and then you're frying it yeah. on top of it because people love fried stuff. You know, so when we shoot, I've just started in the past um, I don't know, four months, three months, having somebody there to help me clean and do dishes and. You know, like we would shoot and then the it would end and the boys, Max and Chance, would put away their gear. They'd go home and I'd be there for another hour and a half cleaning, putting everything away. And finally I said, well, I can have somebody here to do this. And it's really great. Uh, her name is Beth and she's she's done stuff with me forever. And I just started using her this way. And it's great because I can be outside and I can be like, uh, Beth, can you bring me this or this? And I don't have to get out from behind the grill and, and that kind of stuff. And she says to me all the time, uh, I'm happy to shop for you. Tell me what you need. And I'll go to the store. Hmm. And I go, you know, the problem is, is I like to be in this. I like to grocery shop. I really do. But also if I decide I'm going to make a certain like macaroni, I tell you to get like elbow mac. I might decide to do some crazy thing with some weird mac or some weird cheese or something at the last minute because I see it. So uh, I knew I was going to do a burger and um, I bought all this stuff and I made the burger. And if you watch the episode, the burger is just effing beautiful. It's a beautiful cheeseburger with bacon on it that could have been fine. No, could have been amazing all by itself. But no, then we decided we were going to deep fry it. And we did a deep fry day, like a, like a homage to what goes on at state fairs that last year sometime. And, and we had like a batter, that, like a thick batter, like a pancake batter. This time I didn't want that. So what you just saw me dip it in was buttermilk and beaten eggs and that's it and now into panko and you're looking at this and you might be thinking dude the shit's not stick sticking properly yes. this is this is this is going to be a massive fail as was i thinking as this was going through my hands i'm like this is not how i envisioned it but i'm telling you the the lightness of the panko the lightness of that buttermilk with the with the with the beaten eggs, it was everything and more. And then when this thing eventually comes out of that fryer, not gr not green, Max <laughs> plays with colors. It was so crispy, but so light and delicate. It was like a burger. Look, you look at it and you see sort of shards of panko yes. glass on that. Yes, and. It, I'm telling you, I'm not saying this so pe Look, I, I, I say this all the time. I do not benefit at all if you make my food. Not at all. In fact, 
There's a chance you make my food and hate it and then and then unsubscribe and tell your friends that I'm a douchebag that can't cook. <laughs> but this Oof. version, I'm telling you, it was not so crazy. It was not like a hot dog on a stick batter. But it was light. And what it did, what that light, crispy, panko-enhanced uh, batter did to that, was ridiculous. Mm. Seriously, I think I said one of the best first bites of a burger I've ever had. And I'm a first bite guy. I go to a restaurant, somebody goes, oh my God, you got to go to Felipe's. They've got a lasagna that'll make your mind go insane. I go there, I sit down, the lasagna comes. My first bite better be as good as that person just described or I'm going to be pissed. Mm. That first bite was ridiculous. What's the difference between a Dutch baby and Yorkshire pudding? Well, a Dutch baby is a pancake. Is it? That people can't see my hands, but it's like eight inches across. Like you would make in a cast iron pan. Mm -hmm. Yorkshire pudding is a um, small muffin-sized um uh are you using um are you using like the the reserve beef fat from a prime rib in a dutch baby yes you could you, you, absolutely uh, no no i'm no. not i'm just using right. butter and stuff oh, okay like that. so that's what the difference but definitely is then, but a yorkshire pudding is a light airy uh empty inside uh little sort of muffin of uh how do I describe it's like a, it? Savory to a degree? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's not sweet at really at all. And it goes, you you would it's like a muffin sized thing with air in the middle that you would serve along with your roast beef and <laughs> mashed potatoes and gravy and stuff like that. It's very British. It's very also Canadian, not nearly as uh, Canadian as it is British. But you make them in in either proper Yorkshire pudding pans and pudding is really a misnomer because it's not pudding in the least. Yeah. That's what it's that uh, tricked me the first time I heard it because I'm a Brig yeah, yeah. Uh, bread pudding guy and I was like, oh, maybe it's yeah. some kind of a no, cousin. No, no, you think this is yeah. this. No way. This is nothing to do with bread pudding. It's nothing to do with pudding. I don't know where the name comes from. Yorkshire pudding, who knows? Is, is one but of the most... Where'd that question come from? Well, I remember seeing Dutch Baby, and then um, w when I was writing down notes, and then I remember yes. seeing Alton Brown do some kind of a Yorkshire pudding, and then yes. they looked vaguely similar, so I figured I would just ask. Well, the Dutch Baby is not is not closed. It's like, again, your people can't see me, but yeah, it's they like can. I'm holding my hands like, I, like you were going to put like a... Like a the body volleyball in my hands. No, not the body. Not even close. Okay. No, just I'm holding my hands together like somebody who's going to drop a volleyball into it. Yeah. You understand that move? Well, I You're do. in the volleyball family. Yeah. Right. Yorkshire pudding is is literally like a muffin size, savory, uh, dough like substance mm. that uh, is really ideal with gravy and and roast beef and you know veggies and mashed potatoes and shit like that. Is is uh, nice. is vodka sauce an underrated pasta sauce in your opinion? 
I do think it is. You know, I mean, uh, I know. Look, you're, 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 you're. Maddie wants to fight me to make it, right? I think it was a competition. I don't know about fighting. She wants a throwdown. Not she, she's not winning she any fights. <laughs> uh, I think I said it when we did the episode. I used to make this this pasta thing for my kids, and I would put vodka in it, and um, the vodka goes away, just sort of enhances in a subtle sort of way. And, and Kelly would say, they don't need it. Forget the vodka. I go, but it, it, she's like, look, don't. So I, I, I've been married a long time. I know to say yes, dear. Right. So I would make it for the kids. And they were like 10, 8 to 12 or something. And they would go, this is different. <laughs> what, what, why is it different? And, you know, there's only one thing you can say. Your mother told me to leave out the vodka. <laughs> she doesn't want you to have it. And they remembered and was, what it tasted like with the vodka? Yes. Oh, does it add a flavor? It enhances. It does? It adds. It does. It's crazy. All right. And the alcohol part burns off, really. You're not, yeah, it's not like if, if, you, if you had a child, nobody's getting drunk off this. That video you're showing is I'm pouring in some pasta water to help thin it, yeah, a thinning bit, it out, right? make it a little, you know, a little creamier. Which, by the way, if you're if when you make pasta uh, and there's going to be some kind of sauce, hold back a cup or two of the of the pasta water because when you need to thin it, and sometimes you do, yeah, you want the pasta water. The water the pasta is cooked in, not just tap water. Yeah, the starch helps uh, like thicken it and helps the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. I re- uh, always reserve when I'm doing pasta carbonara. Uh, I'm always reserving exactly. the pasta water for you that. Must. You must, you must, you must. Yes, always. my wife doesn't eat pasta. What? Nope. We don't have pasta in our house at all. I have it when I go out, but I'm not really oh. making it. Just is she uh, gluten allergic? No, she's not. She's just a pain when it comes to food. She's my polar food opposite. <laughs> We've been married 36 years. I really should just get rid of her and find somebody um, that Don't is fully that. accepting of all the nonsense food I want to eat. It's fine. Yeah, the nonsense food, and by the like way, uh, I chicken on the bone and pasta, exactly. crazy you. nonsense I met, stuff. I met her when I wasn't famous, <laughs> like your your boy Howard yeah. Stern would say. Yeah. You used to say my boy. I don't say that anymore. That's right. Uh, and so I could probably get somebody, you know. Yes. Else. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that right. yeah, that's right. What am I going to do? I'm going to go in the other room and I'm going to get in trouble. What's going on with the Xylus garlic press on your YouTube channel? What am I missing? This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I've used this Xylus garlic press for years. And loved it. Ever since I've watched you the first time, you've had a Xylus garlic yeah. press. This is true. So this is now uh, this 10, is the, 11 years. This is the slightly older version that I I use. They don't make it anymore. My assistant, Beth, one day said, I need to get one of those. I go, well, they don't make them anymore. She goes, oh, I'll get the new one. And I said, no, let, let me find something for you. I went on eBay and I bought one somebody was selling. And I gave it to her. And are you She's looking it up like that, model? There's a, like the Xylus Model 785. You can just type in Xylus Garlic Press and you'll get the new ones. You'll yeah. get the old ones. And So I bought her an old one. This was a couple of years ago. This is used. And now right? I start talking about, huh? Used? Yeah. Ew. Who gives a shit? 
It's a garlic press. It's you know not a people condom. Are. People are weird. I'm not buying a used condom. I know. Them. Nobody said that. It's stainless. Well, I don't know what you're implying. It's stainless. It what I was implying was, is it used? That was it. I wasn't implying anything else. Yes. I was just wondering. Would you not use and I be a, a use? If I gave you a used garlic press. Yes, I use a used use garlic press every time I use would you t- Would you accept a used yes, garlic Yes, of press? course. So what's the big deal? What are you crying about? Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just let me say, just let me say that Greg Rempe, in one of those quiet cuddle moments we have, via text, said to me, I'd be very happy to accept one of those Zylet Scarlet. Yes, he sure did. And uh, again, I think in private, he's a very different guy. I think I'm being, again, in the second month in a row, being taken wildly out of context. All I asked was if it was used. (laughs) Yes. You implied somehow that it was a used garlic press and it was a problem. You ever bought a used car? You're implying implying that I have a problem. (laughs) You're implying. The question implies you have a problem. Well, obviously, I can't. Even though privately you said you want one. (laughs) No. No. The question is. You can't get out of this. You can't get out of this. If I can't fucking talk on my own show, then I can't get out of it. You're right. Go ahead. Welcome Go to ahead. the Barbecue Talk Central Show, show, sponsored by Sam, the cooking guy. Hosted what I'm, by Sam. Hosted, whatever, sponsored. Thank you. <clears throat> what I'm saying is this. When I said used, you can go on eBay, and maybe you're looking for new inbox, but it's used, or it's a model number, or something along these they lines. They don't make this I'm not one done anymore. talking now. I'm not done now. Jeez. Now you can wait. What I'm saying, Get Rusty Monson back, that's, what I, that's what I was saying. I have no problem that buying anything man. used. I bought plenty of used things off of eBay. And by the way, since we're on it, I went back and listened to our conversation last month, and I had mm-hmm. no anger against Swenson's. And I had a number of other people listen who agreed that I had no anger against Swenson's, the business doing well. Oh, what, your daughters and your wife? No, I happen to have three and four other friends that live outside of the house. Thank you. Are you questioning if I have three friends outside of the house? No, I'm not questioning. I'm just they were all all kissing your ass. So look, I'm in love with this garlic press. And somehow, a few months back, I'm like, this is fine. We should. I should do something with this. I talk about it all the time. Let's do something with this garlic press. So I go back to eBay, and there's a couple there, and I buy them. Used? And then a week later, used, yes. Then a week later, there's more. There's more. There's more. I've now got like 23 or 24 of them. Wow. And so now I've got this collection, and I'm saying to Max and Chance, let's find a way. We'll have some fun. We'll give these things away, right? We'll embot. We'll we'll engrave them or something. That's that that this face that's on my yeah. uh, pop socket. We'll put that on one of the garlic presses and whatever. And so, I got an idea. I say I'm going to reach out to Zyla's. Yeah, maybe they'd like to have some fun with us. Why? Not? I'm not saying sponsor us for a lot of money giving these away. Just come have some fun with us. Like what? What do you envision? So we're thinking. How do you see this partnership going? So here's what I said. I We've got these. I go, Max goes, let's make mystery boxes. I go, oh, I like that idea. So in each mystery box, we'll go 
a, a garlic press, um, maybe a Nakiri knife. Oh, okay. Maybe a cookbook. But we'll get stuff, some chosen avocado oil. You know, you'll get a stuff. And then over 23 episodes or whatever we've got, we'll pick a name and we'll go, okay, today I'm opening this box and the guy that wins it is is Greg Rampy. Yeah. Whereas as Siri calls you, Greg Ramp. Greg Ramp gets this. I go, Greg, here's what you got. And I open it up and I go, you got this, you got this, you got this, right? And it would be fun to have some non other shit that Xylus makes. They make graders and whatever. Huh. Throw a few Xylus things in. Not asking for a cent. Yes. So I find them on, uh, on Instagram. I reach out. I get a woman that works for DK Brands that's in London. I have to write her twice because she doesn't write back after the first one, like four days. And then she goes, oh, sorry, I was busy doing some stupid bullshit here. But uh, what are you thinking? And I explain what I'm thinking. You think I've heard back from her a month ago? Goose egg. Nothing. No. So now my, my assistant, Beth, goes, I'm going to reach out. There's got to be some Americanized version. I go, great. Two people she reached out to a week week ago. Nothing. Nothing. Max is Max is saying to me today. I'm just pissing and moaning about this. Max says today, well, maybe this is not what they do. I go, what? Sell their shit? Don't want to be acquainted with with uh, with me? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I swear too much. Maybe they don't like the channel. But it's hard to say no to three fucking million people that are watching regularly. Right. How is this bad for them? And I'm not asking for cash. I'm asking for a couple hundred, a thousand dollars worth of shit to put in boxes. I just don't get it. It's 2021. Have they not woken up and seen what's going on with social media and marketing? What do they only want to have a little display at Bed Bath and Beyond? I can't, I'm just, I can't believe this. I really can't. And it has nothing to do with me being ignored. It has everything to do with some marketing opportunity being ignored. Sounds like you're pretty bitter. I am bitter. I don't get it. Who's running this fucking place? That's what I say. So now I'm going to have to mount a campaign. Oh, boy. And have people start flooding their Instagram with, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Why aren't you paying attention? Sam the cookie guy get the isn't army. getting I'm responded gonna... to. <laughs> no, I don't care. It's not about <laughs> me. If I was asking for $40,000 for them to be part of this, <laughs> then you could play that little wah thing. Yeah. I'm asking for nothing. Hmm. Nothing but some stuff. They're idiots. So are you going to not do it now? It are you not going to do it? Are you going to show them by no, we're gonna just hoarding? I might go find some. Look, I'm uh, going to give you an idea. I'm going to give you a great it idea. It two seconds to find some other person to give us stuff for this. Look, I'm going to give you them. I'm going to give you an idea. Unsolicited free advice. Free advice. You know, you, you get what you, get what you pay for. You take go how ahead. many do you have now? 20, 30? 23, I think. All right, 23. Charter a yacht. Go out in the middle of whatever ocean you're Pacific. Put them all in a bag. Throw them, throw them the fuck no. overboard. Say, it's a hey, terrible idea. get out of here. I love them. I love the 1960s. You don't love the company. Xylus, Gar- Xylus Susie garlic press. Yes. 
but you don't love the company. There are turds, right? Oh, I hate the company. Right. Now, now I hate them. Yes. And honestly, you should throw if this them out. Was my company. You should take them. There's somebody that, to the uh, the place right. that melts the guns down and toss no, them in. No, melt I them want, down. I want people to have these, Greg. There's somebody at the top of that company that if he knew this had gone on, he'd be like, "What? How how are we ignoring this fun opportunity?" Hmm. I don't know. It's not about me. I want you to understand that. <laughs> It's not about you, no, but, but I was angry last month. You were angry last okay. month. The poor fucking Swanson's okay. people. Jeez. <laughs> so when when can we if, when can we expect to see some kind of a Xylus thing going on, or is it already ongoing? Like, can we register no, or something? I think along? What you're saying is, when can I expect my own mystery box? I'm saying I think you should stop telling me what I'm saying or feeling starting next month because this is now the second month in a row you have been wildly incorrect and by the way you're the pot calling the kettle black you're crying and bitching and moaning nobody's answering me i'm big shit partner with me you're missing the boat get over it i'm not saying partner with me you are i'm not give me stuff but i'm not answering for forty thousand but a thousand dollars from them Yes, of course, but nobody's replying back. So when oh, they when, can't when. afford a thousand dollars, and by the way, a thousand dollars in retail would be like what three hundred dollars okay. well, for look, that. I'm just saying, you seem a little disgruntled. I no, I'm not a little oh. disgruntled. I'm a lot disgruntled. Okay. <laughs> the difference here, my friend, is that you refuse to admit that you were pissed at the Swenson's people. I wasn't. I was mad at the fans. I'm mad at the fans. You were mad of at Swenson's. them. No, stop. Absolutely it. not. Of you were mad at Outrageous. Swenson's. You don't like the burgers. You don't like their food that much that they deserve. It's average. That lineup. Right. There you go. But it's the fans You're that are the problem. Them. It's no, I'm not. No. People are gonna How like what they dare like. you. No, people. <laughs> people are not gonna like what they like. That's Wait, I want to know. Do your other do your other <laughs> monthly guests speak like this with you? What do you mean? Does anybody else take you to task, or is it just me? Oh well, Stephen Reichland has taken me to task a number of times. He told me that there was a tenth, tenth circle of hell waiting for me because, on occasion, I'll eat a boiled hot dog. He said, "Well, there's a tenth circle of hell for people like you." Well, he's just fucking plain wrong. Well, you. I mean, I'm just telling you. If other people take me to task monthly, yes, Stephen Reichland taking me to task a number of times. He's he's levied warnings in my general direction that he might have to come over here and help me broaden my food palate because I haven't had salmon caviar. I have now, but you know before that, some other things. <laughs> so yes, people have people are happy to take me. Meathead is taking me to task on various things. For what? What'd you do to Meathead? Well, our our most notable conversations were our initial arguments ever about barbecue and grilling. I was staunch that they were two independent cooking methods. And he was arguing that uh, barbecue was everything and grilling falled under the barbecue purview, but they were, you know, more or less in the same family. And I was uh, staunch that it was, it was, you know, grilling was this X, Y, and Z and barbecue was this a, B and C. So that's, that's where our love affair started. You know, 14 years ago or however long it's been. So. I had a guy in an email uh, recently say something 
really don't remember the whole topic thing, but he said something about uh, barbecuing or grilling, as you call it. Are they interchangeable to me? Are well, they? Are they to you? Um, I, uh, I, twelve or thirteen years ago, I would be less likely to let it just roll off my back. But I, I do so think what's uh, to what's me, to me, man? barbecue lives somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred to two hundred and seventy-five degrees, and it's uh, indirect heat, and there's wood smoke, whether it's through pellet or wood chunk, or if you're burning logs. And that's barbecue to me. Not, gas is not barbecue. Yeah, gas is fine because you can put um, you can put. You can have a gas uh, wood, barbecue. Yeah, right? wood chunk, electric. Uh, you can do. It's but temperature. Forget the wood. It's temperature. Can, can you just have a straight gas barbecue? Uh, well, you need you need some ability street. to generate wood smoke for me in order for it to be barbecue. So if your propane cooker isn't able to accommodate wood chunks or. Yeah. Would chips to produce some kind of smoke, then I would personally have an issue with that. Um, because then it's your oven, right? I mean, it's no different. You can just set your oven to 200 degrees and away you go. Um, but so as long as there's wood smoke. Now, if you get it started getting into the higher temperatures, like, you know, 350 plus, um, to me, barbecue is done over hours. Uh, grilling sessions are done over the course of 30 minutes or less, maybe 45 minutes. Man. Um, and it's, you know, thinner stuff, steaks, dogs, chops of various kinds. I guess I, nature, I guess so. I use them too interchangeably. It's, but it's fine. You're like, like, I don't, uh, so that's why I, so a meathead was what meat, meat, meathead, meathead was, was arguing fine that. then that there's a, that's fine. No problem. But the over, but his, the point, overbearing his point barbecue is, uh, barbecue is the overriding umbrella and everything else falls underneath. So if you say you're grilling, or you're barbecuing, fine, doesn't matter. Interchangeable yes. terms. Doesn't matter. Everything is fine. It's all barbecue. Um, and, uh, right. well, now there was, a, there was a grand point that I was building to. What was that? Make the point. Well, now I don't think I remember. <laughs> That's Damn my it. fault. You, what did I do? You just had me try and clarify something. And then, <sighs> uh, what was it? It was indirect heat and grilling. Oh, uh, whatever. I don't remember. So I've lost a flip flop under my desk, and I can't. You find getting it. ready to run? No. All right. Well, just we're ready to. I want my. I want both my feet seated properly in my slides, and I can't find a slide. Sam, you want to play a I'm game before we ended this evening? Yes, please. All right. Uh, God, here we I go. hope I'm good at this game. This is a. Can you hear the background music or not? Vaguely. Uh, faintly, yes. Faintly, I don't think that's good. It just came up in my ear, in my earbuds. Hold on, where am I at? Let me hold on. Uh, oh, can I let my dog out? Go ahead. I gotta she line up to, my. Uh, I gotta line you up my. Line that up. Hold on, over here. This used to be much louder. Let's go here. There we go. Stop that question. I'm gonna have to go up a little bit. The dogs are getting used to the host. Yeah, I get that. I'm just uh, adjusting my music beds for the game show. I like it. All right. I hate, oh. to, I hate to have you hear my production. We're going right in the. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and play this game. 
Uh, contestant, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get going. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Sam the Cooking Guy. I'm from San Diego, California. Like long walks on the beach. Uh, uh, very rare Wagyu beef grilled simply with only kosher salt and pepper and uh, my two dogs and my wife. All right. There's the Sam the Cooking Guy, everybody. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm going to say three names to you. You tell me if they resonate with you in any way. Ready? The first name. God. Ali. Wait, do I hear all three first? No. One. Uh, we'll go name by name. Just resonate. Name, name by, by name. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. First one. Ali Gates. Nope. Is that your final answer? Absolutely. Lock me in on no. You do not know who he is. All right. Now, next question. Do you know the name or does it resonate with you? Rodney Scott. Resonates, but I don't know why. Mm. Is that is that a proper answer? Do you know the name Rodney Scott? I know the name. You do? Why do you know the name? I don't know. I told you. All right. So you it don't resonates, know. It resonates, but I don't know. But I don't know why. Next name. I know you're gonna know this. I'm trying to prove a point. The last name. Do you know the name Meathead? Of course I do. Why? So okay. He's a guest of the show. I mean, I follow his, his website. I see all this stuff. Okay. Of course. Finally. So I'm no. going to guess. Wait a sec. Hold on. Now, Rodney Scott. Can I go back? Sure. Or is that too late? Go ahead. He's a barbecue thing. Something. Yes. I'm guessing it's a guy. It could be a restaurant that was named after a guy. So that's as close as I can get. The first one, I don't. I have no clue what that was. Those are your 2021 oh, wow. I got it. I got it. Whoa, I got it. Okay. Got it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. What? Hall of Fame. Is that your they final answer? The Hall of Fame. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Yes. You're right. Oh. Meathead. Can I just say, we just stop the music and just let me talk to your audience for a second? Okay. I'm going to look right into my, uh, my laptop camera. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a travesty that Greg Rempe is not part of the Barbecue Hall of Fame. As I think about what Greg does on a weekly basis and has for years, and I think about what makes some... Stop it. So as I think about what makes somebody eligible for the Barbecue Hall of Fame, it should be somebody who is bringing the barbecue world to the forefront of many lives, pushing the the idea that barbecue, grilling, smoking, cooking outdoors is a way of life, is a way to be. The idea that you, Greg, are not part of that. Have, ne- have you ever been, uh, has your name ever been bandied about for well, this? It's nominated every year. Is it? Of course. Okay, we're we're making a difference next year. 
uh, uh, off air, I'll bore you with the details of how the yes. whole process works. No, next year, we're changing this. But, uh, every it's year, my mission, multiple times. My I'm mission next nominated. year. Yes. And how do they do it? Is it who who make, casts the final deciding votes? There do they is, go by what the by but what, what the public votes on? There's a window of nomination. Go ahead. That window closes. The names are collected. All of the names. For instance, this year, I believe there was a total of uh, almost 70 unique names that were nominated. Yeah. There were, yeah. in total, 170 plus nominations, but obviously many had more than one nomination, counting towards that 170 or whatever it is, but 65 unique names. And then those names are brought to a names committee. And one day during the year, they all convene and they unilaterally pare down those 65 names to a list of nine. That nine, that list of nine names is then sent out to the living members of the Barbecue Hall of Fame and they are told to vote for their top three. And then the top three vote getters of that list of nine make up the Barbecue Hall of Fame class that year. And that's and what how happens. How many living members? How many living members of the Barbecue Hall of Fame are there? 30. That's fucked up. Well, I mean, it's, just, it's, fucked it's, up it's kind of newish. 30 have so much power. It's kind of what? It's, I mean, it hasn't been around for like 100 years. Still. It's like seven years. They're letting 30 people? Come on. The Academy Awards, which you could argue are infinitely more important in stature to the Barbecue Hall of Fame, are voted on by many more people. Why 30 people get to be the gatekeepers? Hmm. You want to play another game? You could piss off. You could. Sure. Here we go. You tell me yes or no. Go ahead. Bobby Flay is in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Yes or no? No. Final answer? No way. Final answer. Bobby Flay is not in the barbecue hall of fame. You are correct. You are correct. Uh, it's too loud. You be loud. I'm doing production while we're doing it. Next I question. <laughs> Michael Simon is in the barbecue hall of fame. Yes or no? No. Final answer? Final answer. No question in my mind. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Lock him in. Michael Simon is not in the party. You're pretty good. You know, when somebody goes, are you sure? You always know that you're sure. Next question. Yeah, I know where this is going. Guy Fieri. Unfortunately, fucking yes. Guy Fieri. Final answer. Yes? Yes. Guy Fieri is in the barbecue home. Look, you tell me. No, now I hate this fucking barbecue Hall of Fame voting block more than ever. That that somehow Guy Fieri has done more for the barbecuing world than you have. Evidently. It's just patently not true. Evidently. He's in the Hall of Fame. Why? 
For what? I don't know, but I can tell you he's in. Because he stood over a grill in the back of a a Greek diner in Pittsburgh when the guy made the souvlaki. Do you want to play a game? With charcoal? Let's play a game. (laughs) Yes. Answer and is, by the way, I don't hate Guy Fieri. Oh, I hate that he's in the bar. I hate that he's in the, the barbecue preaching, hall of fame. Preaching to like the choir. Like if I was in the barbecue hall of fame, I would hate me. Preaching to the preaching to the right. preaching to the choir. Love Guy. I love right. Guy on every other right. level. The answer is yes or would no. You, would, go ahead. When I told Michael Simon in my interview with him face to face that Guy Fieri was in the Hall of Fame. He laughed in my face. True or false? Of course he did, because it's ridiculous. Final he answer? Had to. Final answer. <laughs> Michael Simon did laugh in my face. You are correct. How long? Like five seconds in that hysterical Michael Simon. They're basically all part of the same company. <laughs> Food Network, right. I mean, I don't know if Michael Simon's still part of that. Did yeah, he, he is. Yes, they're doing a whole new Flay versus Simon barbecue show, like the second round, coming out in, in weeks, maybe less than that. That would be great. I'd love to see some more of that. Do you want to play a game? Yes, of course I do. Let's play a game. I love this. When I told Michael Simon that Guy Fieri was in the Barbecue Hall of Fame... I like the way you say it, too. Did he... After he got done laughing, say for what? Yes or no? Yes. Final answer? Final answer. Okay. <laughs> he did indeed so say for what? Yeah. <laughs> and what did you say? <laughs> what can I say? Wait, sorry. I don't, I mean, I wait, know why. Wait, do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? I do. What did you say? <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> Michael Simon said for what? I said because he was he hosted that like, get, there, there's a uh, there's a very convoluted portion of you the can't barbecue even get hall the words of fame. Out. There yeah, but there it's not as simple as it it seems because there was there's a convoluted part of the barbecue hall of fame. So when it was brought offline or when it was taken from its online original existence and brought to the American Royal to take it over that first year, they needed a pub grab and it was worked that Guy Fieri would be inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. He was going to be the big name. A lot of people were going to show up. He was also going to do the inductions the following year. And that's why he's in the Barbecue Hall of Fame, which to me, I've said it time and time again, pulls the very integrity of the Barbecue Hall of Fame. But... What can I did, tell? Did, did did wait? Did did he do the uh, the thing the next year? He did. Yes, he did. But my argument, did the barbecue Hall of Fame release the names early the year that he did it, <laughs> so that they stole his Fieri Thunder. Mm. Did that happen? No, they did not. Oh, they did not. Can we lay the blame on one person at the Barbecue Hall of Fame for releasing the names early? I haven't gotten to that yet. I ran out of time this week, but I'm going to have a whole thing next week. I have it all ready. I told you this. Just let me tell you, listeners. So, um, (laughs) uh, about eight 
eight, nine years ago at the Emmy Awards here. We were up for a couple Emmy Awards for the TV show. And the Emmy organization in their... Infinite wisdom? Infinite wisdom. <laughs> somebody pulled a Barbecue Hall of Fame move early. And the, the awards ceremony was like from 7 to like 10 p.m. Somewhere around 9 o'clock, they released to everyone the winners of the Emmys that night. And as I sat at my table all dressed up and we're eating and we're drinking and they're doing the announcements and next is this, somebody goes, oh, my God. I go, what? They go, look at your phone. They've just released all the names of the winners. <laughs> and I went, no, why would they do that? There's still another hour or so to go. And I look at my phone. I go, holy shit, they're all right here. And then I looked up. I started looking around the room. People were leaving. People whose categories had not been announced yet realized they hadn't won, and they were... They're out. Fucking out. They're out. We're out. Wow. My category, by the way, had not been announced yet. I just found out that I had not won it, oh. and I chose to stay because I thought it was douchey to leave. But people want to win. Left. Yeah, because people want to win. Like, here's, look, ladies and gentlemen, it's only a secret if you don't tell anyone. The second you tell one other person, <laughs> shit changes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Minutes before other things happen, things change, and they can happen How at a, crazy would at it a be very rapid if rate. The, if the person that announced the Barbecue Hall of Fame winners <laughs> preemptively was the same person from the <laughs> Emmys eight years ago. Possibly, oh, that would you know. be great. That would God. be so great. Is it? Do you know? Is that? Are you implying something? No, oh, okay. I'm just saying. Imagine just saying, if that that could make it an even better segment next week in the open. No, that would be great if that was possible. <laughs> that that was the wow. same person. I don't great. know how to find that out. Though. Yeah. All right. Look, here's All what right. we know. Sam, the cooking guy, is releasing new cooking videos three times a week. Still Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, and they're all stuff that you can cook. Easy stuff. Nobody's getting stuffy or being too avant-garde. Now, hey, maybe a fried burger is too avant-garde for you. It is not. But we're not talking about it, Michelin if stars. It ends up, if it ends up with you going, this is fucking delicious, it's not that avant-garde. Right. And if it's something that you can typically do, what, in 20, 30 minutes, mostly? No problem. Right. Get no your stuff problem. on the way home, grab your ingredients, dinner's on the table. 45 Best minutes later, ever. and you're eating. It's there you fantastic. go. Fantastic. So yeah. make sure you subscribe. Almost 3 million of you have. I got to have to imagine. We're, we're going to be at 3 in, million uh, in, like in I, August. I predict. Right? I, predict uh, I think we'll be there in July. July. Oh, hopefully July 10th we, for my birthday. You can send me a gift. La oh, like please. A, use Fingers Silas last, the Our last 28-day <laughs> period on YouTube, we added 122,000. Wow. Uh, new subscribers. Yeah, you're 2.87 million right now as of earlier this it's, afternoon. Which is nuts to me. Crazy. It's nuts. It's all nuts. Yeah. I don't get any of it. It's nuts. I'm happy, but it's great. Yes. It's still nuts. If you have any questions for Sam, uh, send them to me because I'm, this is the only place you're going to be able to have access to him. <laughs> I will ask them. Wait, I, got a game, I got a game for you to play one day. You do? No, not now. Oh, okay. no, 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 right. I was ready. Here's the game. Yeah. Three voices 
three faces. All right. Try to match them. Ooh, I like Because that. if one of those had been rusty, yeah. his voice and his face was one of the three, I would not have put, <laughs> there he is. I would not have put that face with the voice. I'm hmm. telling you, I think it's a fun game. All right, let's do that. Three voices, three faces. Do that. All right. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, subscribe to Sam. Visit his website, thecookingguy.com, for recipes and inspiration and shopping lists. YouTube channel. Stuff. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. What are the other and if places? You're a subscriber, you're, if you're a subscriber, you'll be in the running for a the world's best unnamed garlic press. Yeah. Used, if you're okay with that. Fine. And engraved. All right. Engraved. Unnamed. In fact, I'm so pissed at those assholes. I might take a um, zzz, what are those things? Zzz, like what a dentist uses on your teeth, and scratch out the name. Oh, on each one. Well, you can do that if you have an engraver. You can just you know dot it over the Xylus brand if you I, want. Sh- we don't say the name right now. Take a take a one of those uh, oxyacetylene torches and just burn the name off. Why not? But add a little patina to it. Pretty neat. Love the thinking. Yeah. Thank you. I love yeah. the thinking. Bearded dudes will be into playing with with garlic presses at that point because it's got that nice patina. It's a good garlic. It's yeah. a, it's not a good garlic press. The, it's a great garlic press that they changed and they effed up. Yeah, it's not nearly as good. But but stupid that's whatever. People. Whatever. It is what it is. Stupid. Hey, in the meantime, you can find Sam right here in the second hour, of the first Tuesday of every month. Believe it or not, it's June. So we will see you in July where hopefully you will have either just broached or will be on the precipice of going into 3 million YouTube subscribers. Easily the most popular person that I know on YouTube. There's no doubt about it. Oh, Easily. cut it out. Cut it out. Not no, even you kidding. Know. Oh, uh, that you know. Yeah. Oh, I'll take Easily. that. Easily. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, I'm down with that. Always appreciate the time, Sam. Thank you. Thanks, bro. There he is. Sam, the cooking guy, right there. All right. Well. For 26 minutes past, as I'm just looking at the clock. So we'll do uh, two pieces of business, and we'll wrap the show up, and away you go. If you have any questions, please feel free to drop them in. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. We'll get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. They also have the rubs and the seasonings. Yes, 13 perfectly balanced flavors. They also have a sauce, Granny's Barbecue Sauce. They're also selling grills. You're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac Two Star General Pellet Cooker, Big Pop Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trail. And if you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast, you have to check out all the other stuff: the drum cookers, the other pellet cooker, whatever. BigPapaSmokers.com. If you have any questions, call them eight seven seven eight two eight zero seven two seven. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. And we congratulate Sterling Ball on a reserve grand championship finish this past weekend. So in the last three contests, one, two, reserve the third. He's on quite a streak. 
All right, let's go ahead and wrap up. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Wimpy. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Vortic Watches a vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado taking antique American pocket watches and turning them into wrist watches. Their mission preserve and enhance the legacy of American manufacturing excellence. That's right. In order to do that, they combine traditional cutting-edge technology to create unique quality functional timepieces with exceptional value. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortica makes is unique. One-of-a-kind piece. Vortic founded on the model that America wasn't assembled. It was built. Check out VorticWatches.com. I don't know if you saw the watch two days ago. Holy moly. One of the cleanest dials I have seen, and I like a lot of the Vortic dials have some patina or some marking on them because they're like 100 years old. This one was super clean. I love the numerals that were used on the dial. It was awesome. So make sure you're heading on over there to check out what they have for sale. And it goes very quickly. VorticWatches.com. Link on the main website. And let's go ahead and wrap up all the way back in the first hour. It was Malcolm Reed. We were recapping Memphis in May. We also talked about the A5 steak experience that we've had. We also had Adrian Miller on in a abridged interview. We will line him back up hopefully next week to get through the rest of it. Black Smoke is his book. You can find it where all books are being retailed, Amazon.com and a number of other places as well. You can get an autographed book at SoulFoodScholar.com. Second hour, Sam the Cooking Guy. We also talked with Rusty Monson, who was voted off of the show to your voting. If you didn't like that, then you should have voted for Rusty more. So John Solberg and Jeff Rice and myself make it into the semifinals. That will be taking place at the end of the month. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And then it was Sam the Cooking Guy talking about deep fried burgers. We talked about Dutch babies and Yorkshire pudding. We talked about a no names please garlic press amongst of other uh, amongst a bunch of other items. So if you missed the live, you're just coming in now. Don't worry. It's all being recorded. First hour tomorrow, second hour on Thursday, a best of on Friday as it lays out each and every week. Big show playing for you next week. A new Barbecue Hall of Famer Meathead from AmazingRibs.com is in. Either Noah or Amber Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker is in. And hopefully we will reline up Adrian Miller as well to finish our interview that we were cut short on this evening. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Yeah.